Welcome back. In this week's episode, we discuss the anti-work subreddit, West Elm Caleb, and the myth of fat phobia. We are joined by special guest Yako Fine of From Fitness and the Turnt Jew. I'm Luke. And I'm Rody. And this is the Right Side of the Compass podcast. All right, so let's get this out of the way. We have a guest this week. So, Yaakov, would you like to introduce yourself? Yeah, sure. First of all, thanks. Thank you guys for having me on this week. I really appreciate it. No problem. Yeah, so let's see. I started the Turnt Jew. It's my Jewish meme page. I have uh, 14,000 followers as of this recording. Wow. And yeah, I started that back in 2016. I've just been having a lot of fun with it, making jokes, becoming semi-famous, and yeah, no, no, it's been a lot of fun. So um, I got into fitness a few years ago, and I decided to become a personal trainer. And and uh, you know, my target audience is you know from Jews. So I called uh, my business what, for our audience who doesn't know what the word "from" means. Do you? Oh, "from" use... is like it's like a Yiddish word that's used to describe someone who's like religious or observant. So like, yeah, so that so like my. Uh, general target audience is, is, is like Orthodox Jews who are, you know, keep kosher and uh, observe Shabbat. So that's yeah, awesome. That's been going very well. Thank yeah, <laughs> that's good. That's good. That's good. Well, Rodi and I are glad to have you. Um, we have some interesting topics for today. I, I know that uh, just full disclosure, you actually helped us pick some of the topics for this week, not because we couldn't pick them ourselves, but we wanted you to talk about something that you had more to say about, you know, if we bring a guest on, we like to talk to them about their area of expertise because, you know, we can always read the news. We can always talk about stuff. But if we're bringing someone on and we're coordinating our schedules, I'd like to bring that expertise here. That's kind of like what you're bringing to the table, you know? <laughs> yeah. But let's be honest, you know, we, we didn't bring you on because, you know, you don't know anything. You're not us. We, we could, we can, we can know nothing about all the topics just as well without you. We're, we're hoping that you bring something and I know you will. Thank you. I'm, I'm happy to be here and contribute. So That's great. That's great. So we're going to put you to work. Anyways, so before we start today, um, we are interested in bringing on more guests in the future and having many more interesting discussions as we've had in the past with some of our guests in the past. But in order to do that, we need your help, dear listener. Please like the video, share it with your friends, and subscribe to the channel. Hit the notification bell to be notified of our latest uploads. In addition, we are on all of your favorite podcast streaming services. Additionally, you can follow us, follow us on Instagram, where we do community engagement at the right side of the compass. All right, so uh, now that plug is over, obligatory plug, now we can get on to work. All right, and speaking of work, <laughs> first topic. <laughs> Let's just end the podcast here because anti-work. Okay, guys, I feel, bye. In the, in the spirit of the anti-work pod, in the, in the spirit of the anti-work subreddit, we're just going to stop the podcast today. We're not going to work. So, Yako, if you can go home now. Uh, oh, we'll see you next week. We'll see you <laughs> next God. week, Brody. <laughs> We're not that bad. Come on. You haven't even – it's only been two minutes. Relax. Um, all right. So the first topic for today is anti-work, the creed of our modern era. So this – now, this – let's talk about what happened that brought – the anti-work subreddit to the forefront because the anti-work subreddit existed long before this week. Uh, but 
you know, something happened and now well, we're all it's talking been really about exploding it. since the pandemic. Well, it's really exploded since the pandemic, but it's kind of been under the radar. People were talking about it, but it wasn't like the big thing that it is now. And the reason why it's a big thing is because one of the moderators for the anti-work subreddit did a segment on Fox News with Jesse Waters. And listen, obviously the, the moderator wasn't the best guy for the job. Did you see the interview? Um, I actually did not see the interview. Okay, so basically you got on one side, on the left side of your television, you got this guy in a suit and tie in a professional studio, and he, he he's, you know, he's conservative, right? And then you he's got this other- What? He's an anchorman. Exactly, he's an anchorman. You, you've seen I him mean, before. I mean, that's how they have to dress. Who knows how they- how they are like outside of work but i get what you mean i get what you mean though <laughs> it's it's not about what he's doing it's it's just the contrast and then this other guy you see he's kind of in this dark room he's not looking at the camera and he's he's kind of disheveled unkempt and uh you, you have to look at it and you go wow this guy's really pathetic and obviously the dichotomy is there but you know I, i've seen like where they bring on guests who are in their own homes. And you could tell even the difference between that. Like when you have a guest who is just at home, but he's recording, you see that like he's looking at the camera. There's He has like some sort of office. He looks somewhat professional, even if he's doing it from sort of makeshift setup on his, yeah, in his when house. You're going, when you're going public, you want to look presentable. So they make sure to make their background pleasing. Right, exactly. It's well lit. Uh, I know that this guy didn't, it wasn't well lit. He didn't. He wasn't doing anything. And then he starts talking about kind of these nebulous concepts. He's not even like doing the best job of representing the anti-work position, which we'll get to in a minute. And then he basically says like he works 25 hours a week, uh, you know, walking dogs. And so and so the reason why it kind of came up is because even in the anti-work subreddit, you know, this guy was kind of being raked on the coals because he didn't do a good job representing the community. Uh, and so he got fired from his work that he does for free from on the his, anti-work subreddit. Wait, he got fired from his own. Oh, he did. For, he didn't walk the dogs for free. No, not the dogs. He was moderating this subreddit group for. for oh, free. I see. Okay. Yeah. So he got yeah he got fired from his job, and they tried to replace him, and then it turned out that he was also kind of a, because this guy didn't just get fired for being a weirdo and not representing the thing. He got fired because of some rape accusations, which fair enough, right? Uh, and then you got this, they, they wanted to bring on this other guy and he was also kind of like this rapey guy and they're all commies. They're all rapists. So, you know, should, it shouldn't surprise anyone, uh, that this happened. Uh, you know, cause you know, when someone's a male feminist, you could just like literally just put the clock on the rape counter. You just, <laughs> you, <laughs> no, you like, whatever. We, we can have a discussion about that at a different time. Uh, but basically, but. But even like the people on the subreddit were kind of saying like, okay, he didn't really do a good job representing us and now we look really bad. Um, so, you know, but now everyone's talking about the anti-work subreddit and as conservatives, I, I think from the, the name of the podcast, you kind of understand what angle we're coming from here. As conservatives, the knee-jerk reaction is just to say like, oh, these lazy millennials, right? So I actually went through the subreddit and granted there was a lot of leftism there was a lot of communism or faux communism because it wasn't it's not real communism if you're not working right as uh, it was lenin who said he that does that shall not work shall not eat or something along those lines uh so like even like these people wouldn't make it through the gulag uh but basically there's you have to understand that 
you know, when you when you go to a subreddit like this, yeah, there's going to be propaganda for communism and, you know, not to excuse that, but there was some really interesting points they were bringing up. And so I want to discuss that. So I, I picked out a couple of examples, like from the thread. And so I want to go over a couple of them. So basically, there was one lady who got fired from Subway because she want had the temerity to discuss wages with the other workers. Now, like, we're not big union people necessarily, but apparently that's permitted by law to discuss wages. I didn't know that. Yeah, there's no law saying you can't. Usually socially, it's not people feel it's, you know, inappropriate. Cause it's like, you know, it's a sensitive topic. Right. But I think I think the key here is that I think the businesses are not allowed to tell people not to discuss wages because it's anti-union practices. A lot of these companies don't want people discussing wages because it prevents unionization. And I'm not a big fan of unions, but, you know, if the I mean, law also says- you don't want to talk about it because let's say let's say you and I were working in the same place doing the exact same job and you were getting paid more than me. And I found that out. I would go to my boss and say, hey, like I'm doing the same thing. Why aren't I getting paid more? So they don't yeah. want that to happen. Yeah, they just they don't want people to sit there and like it's it's hard for the business if they if they, you know, if the people are constantly talking about and trying to do that. And to be fair, I understand where the business is coming from, but if the law says that, you know, people are allowed to discuss wages because they want to unionize, you know, that's that's the law. And so this lady got fired from Subway because she was quote unquote asked to make a delivery even though that's not what she was doing. And then she got fired, like, really because she was, you know, discussing wages. And, the you know, they came up with the excuse, essentially, saying that she didn't do what, you know, they wanted her to do. Yeah, so you're you're saying that this page is not just for people who are, you know, who are socialists and just don't want to work. It's for people who just don't have good work environments. Right. There was, like, another – there was another one that came up and basically – this person basically said that they got their bosses fired because they work with a lot of heavy machinery and their bosses came and this person's bosses, I guess they had two bosses and they came to work drunk. And so they were asking, <laughs> like, no, listen, you know, it's, it's dangerous. You know, I've, I've operated, I've, I've operated heavy machinery before. And I could tell you that you don't want to be around those things drunk. Like it, it, you can lose. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah. I, I feel like the people in this Reddit, like, I don't know, maybe I don't think they're like lazy not all of them, at least, are not all of them are like lazy communists or socialists. Maybe they, I, maybe they just been like wronged by like you know working for a company or something, and they're just like, and then they become like anti-work. I don't know. That's just like I can have sympathy for that. I, I agree. I have sympathy for that. I think it's inappropriate if you're if you're if you have employees and you're asking them to operate heavy machinery, you shouldn't be showing up to work drunk. Like, that's oh, absolutely. Like, like that can't get people killed. And I totally have sympathy for this person. I'm like, yeah, screw those guys. Um, and, they, and, and in the end, the management, like the upper management, not the lower management that got fired, the upper management, because they said, oh, we need, you know, we can't run this place without supervisors. They essentially said like, oh, you guys can continue to get paid like your average wages as long as you just come in regularly for maintenance work. Because they were like just keeping the machines going, I suppose. So like, yeah, I guess they won in the end. But the the idea is that this this isn't just a subreddit for people who are anti work. On the face of it, they're they they're anti work um, because of bad working conditions in the United States because there's something wrong with the work culture, and I can sympathize with that. Um, and I remember looking, you know, like 
and it, it does beg the question, like, do conservatives have what to learn from this? I think a lot of conservatives are just going to dismiss this out of hand. And, and I think that's kind of wrong, right? Because I think one of the things that these people are very good at is that they're good at understanding their value as employees. Like they, they, even if they can't say it like this, they understand that employees just like jobs are commodities and that they can negotiate for higher wages and that they can, they can say like, Hey, listen, you know, I want to be paid a certain amount, an amount of money. Uh, and I, and also, but I want to, I want to pivot, you know, and, and first of all, so I got to say respect for that. Cause I think a lot of people who were raised in a work culture, they think like, there's a certain value inherently in working. And I agree with that. There is a value in working, but you have to understand that it, you, that because there's value in work, you as a worker also have value and you have, you have the obligation to negotiate for the best standards that you can for the best wages, for the best conditions. And it's not, it's not good just to say like, Oh, because it's good to work. Therefore I'm just going to accept anything that comes to me. Like I'm going to, I'm going to put myself out there and I'm going to demand you know, the best wages and things, because that's what everyone does in, in, in capitalism, right? You know, you, you get what you, you, you get what you can demand from other people, what they're willing to pay you get, right? So same thing with wages. If you as an employee can get better wages, better conditions, nothing wrong with that. I agree with that. Um, but we have to discuss the most important thing is that we have to kind of discuss this kind of cycle where we're going around and we're kind of trying to figure out where all this where all this stuff is coming from, right? So you got a lot of people who are quitting their jobs because the jobs are high stress. But the reality is is that the jobs are high stress now because a lot of people are quitting their jobs. So lesser less employees are being asked to do more work. And at a certain point you just can't do that. You can't operate that way. Yeah, this seems to be happening in more less white collar jobs and more either blue collar jobs or people at supermarkets in factories in warehouses where there's a lot of uh you know grunt work um and so that's where it seems like where the conditions aren't usually the best so it's very understandable why now people have been talking about the great resignation um and which really stirred this uh movement now, like I said, what's good about it, because it really um, brings to light the issues with some workplaces and working conditions, as well as sometimes the sometimes these managers will ask the workers of of things that are that are just um, how do I say it? Um, unreasonable. Yeah, unreasonable. Yeah, like working ridiculous hours or something. Yeah. But also at the same time, while I'm reading some of the Reddit, yes, there are unreasonable things and it's the fault of the managers. Some of the things here <clears throat> I do read and I don't think it's right of them to do either, coworkers. For example, um, you shared with us, Luke, uh, one of the Reddits where this guy who works at a restaurant is, you know, just taking, you know, free food um from from the restaurant. Now I mean, you can argue that they might be throwing out the food anyways. I think maybe it depends if it's like food they're going to be throwing out anyways, and I think it's okay. Um, but I mean, if you're just taking, you know, the food for the sake of taking food, that's technically stealing. Um, so I don't think that's right. And yeah, but also- typically these. But here's the thing, and I'm not going to say like I'm not going to go as far as to say like that the guy was right. 
to me when I posted that it was more because I was looking at the comments section and I saw this this kind of guy talk about his job at a pizza shop when he was working as as a college student and you know the 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 owner of the pizza shop it was a family run business they would send him off with whole pies of pizza knowing that he's a college kid and that you know whatever he's working for at the pizza shop this kid's going to be kind of running low on funds so they send him home with oh, pizza whenever he works yeah that's fine no yeah. it's fine if, if but, they give him to him yeah no they give it to him but i will say that a lot of people work in the food industry because they want free food and that is a thing yeah, I think I got in trouble for that one time. <laughs> yeah, you'll, you'll, typically, you'll typically see that a family-owned business will be very laissez-faire with what you eat. As long as you're not eating them out of business, they'll be pretty okay giving you food. <laughs> yeah, I, w- I was a waiter at a restaurant briefly a few years ago, and they would always give us dinner. So that was nice. <laughs> yeah, no, that's pe- typically people – There's a bonus, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's people – people want to work at these places because, you know – between the pay and the the free food, you're you're pretty much covered. Yeah. That's I mean that's not why think. I was working there, but but it was like a nice bonus though. No, of course, but like if you're a college kid and you're working, you know, part time, right? Presumably mm-hmm. your money's going to rent and to this and to that. So it's really nice when the owner gives you free food because you know it's the difference between having what to eat and sometimes going without a meal or eating, you know, microwave ramen, whatever it is. So it's really nice. And I yeah, think but you great. could get those benefits now at even big tech companies, you know, and getting paid, you know, four or five times as much as you would be at a restaurant. You know, you could be making half a million at Google and they still give you free food. But how many people work at Google, Rody? Like that's, um, most Google people on the subreddit are not working on Google. At Google, Google has as many, has more employees than some countries. How many employees do they have at Google? I don't and why know. Aren't, why am I not working there? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It's also, like you said, it's Google. So, I mean. Yeah, no, it's, it's no, but realistically, that's a, that's like a high skill job. And when people talk about low skill labor, you know, they're not talking about like, it doesn't take any skill to flip a hamburger. There's, they're saying that you can take a guy off the street, train him for a week, and he can do pretty much anything you need him to do at McDonald's. Whereas Google, Working at Google typically requires a little bit more of a training process. So I think people on the subreddit are not really talking about things like Google. People understand that, you know, to be a software engineer, things like that, you need a little bit more training and therefore you have a little bit more leverage in terms of negotiation with your wages. Yeah. I also I also think uh, we're living in an age where the value of a college degree is going down where, I mean, it depends on what field you're majoring in, obviously, but um, a lot of people are just majoring in things that just like there's no employment for it. And I'm not talking about like the stereotypical like like uh, like lesbian dance theory, is, <laughs> as Ben Shapiro would say. But even like even like degrees you think like like psychology, let's say you think would get you you know a job somewhere, it's like kind of useless on its own. So. Well, I think it's multiple factors because number one, you just have a lot of people going into these fields. And therefore, it deflates the value of it. Because if everyone's a psychology major, no one's a psychology major, right? Then you need to get yeah. a master's degree. And remember, like all the time spent getting these degrees is time not spent working full time, not spent, you know, building, uh, you know, capital because essentially your money is going to uh, tuition and to rent and to food. And you're not like you're not at your full self because you can't work full time even. So you don't have anything to save because it's all going to this degree and your lifestyle when you're doing it. Um, and then also just people are realizing that these universities are not teaching anything of value. And so just the val- like 
the value of a degree itself is going down because not only is everyone getting a degree, but also people are beginning to see that degree holders are not necessarily better at doing most jobs than other people yeah. who did not. Basic, um, basically, I majored in marketing in college, and I learned way more from hiring a business coach and just like from searching YouTube videos than I did in my classes, if I'm being honest. <laughs> Uh, but well, going but going back to the job thing, uh, another thing I I noticed is some people would talk about how they would be asked to work on their off days. But a lot of these retail places don't have off days because they would have because they have to be open when other people are off. So, for example, they would have to work on the weekends and Sundays. So they would have to be asked to work on those days anyways. Right, but I think I think you're missing something. I don't think the people who work at retail are so stupid. Like, cause I want to give them the benefit of the doubt here, right? Obviously, there are some fat communists living in their mom's basement who think like, you know, I should have to, I shouldn't have to work more than like five hours a week, and it should be on my art project, right? But let's let's give them the benefit of the doubt, right? Let's assume that these people are normal, well-adjusted people. These people aren't talking about, you know, oh, they know that every once in a while they're going to be inconvenienced and they're going to have to go to the office. These are people who 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 let their bosses know in advance that they can't make it to work that day, that they're not they can't be asked to go to work that day. It's not they know they're not scheduled. They know they're not like they know they're not scheduled. And they say to their boss, not only am I not scheduled, I can't be here because of XYZ thing going on. And then you got people who um, there was a story about some guy whose father passed away and couldn't make it to work. And so the boss was like, I'm sorry, you have to come to work. And like then the, the boss would go like, oh, boohoo, my grandmother died the other day. Like I still came into work. He's like, that's great. I'm quitting. Bye. You know? uh, no, so. that's obviously wrong. Um, I do think it's the person's responsibility to say like, hey, can someone take my shift? And like, and I think he did the right thing by contacting his manager what I think the manager did there was was wrong, but but I sometimes you feel... just can't. If if your father passes away, that's not really like. But that's like, the reality. Yeah, th that's no. The reality is, is that if your father passes away, people should understand and 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 kind of. You're right. Like, oh. I, they should understand, but it's also like you say, you should let them know. And they did. You know what? Yeah. They let him. They let him know. They weren't. You know, they weren't MIA. Most people, I think, like if if they're if they have a significant person in their family that passes away. The first thing that they do is they let work know, like, "Hey, listen, I can't make it," and I think that's fair, right? You're right, and I think most employer, like employers, would say, like, "Oh, like, you know, take take off or something." Yeah, yeah. and I saw a story about like a a guy who who lost his one year old daughter, and oh, like terrible. very 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 terrible story, and so the work gave him two weeks off. And and this is where the story gets complicated, right? So he he started taking off a lot more because his mental health wasn't there for very obvious reasons. So you have to feel bad yeah, for this guy. Obviously. <laughs> but then on the other hand, it's like, well, we gave you two weeks off to mourn like that two weeks, right? That's a long time paid leave two weeks. And then, you know, you have to understand that at a certain point, the business kind of expects you like, okay, you know, you have to like, it's sad what happened. Yeah. We're not, but you have to get over it. Cause we need to run a business. Like that's just the reality. Yeah. I'll, I'll be honest. Like I, 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 if I was the boss, I'd have no idea how to handle that situation. <laughs> well, yeah, but I guess they they what what the what what happened was is that the guy ended up getting points for for constantly like calling in sick all the time, and like again, you feel bad for the guy because he lost a one year old daughter. Very very sad, you know. But 
again, at a certain point, like, especially a man needs to be stoic and you need to be able to roll with the punches that life gives you. I am curious though, how many of these people in this subreddit are women? Like, I'm very curious. Why do you say that? Because in like several generations ago, women were not expected to work. And so I have to wonder, like, is is this also going to affect feminism? Because if 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 there are lots of women out there that are saying like I don't want to work, right? I I want to do my poetry and my art, you know, whatever. Then you have to ask yourself like, then feminism failed, right? I'm very curious to see like how many of these are women, because if 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 women would leave the workforce, and I'm not saying women shouldn't be allowed to work. I'm just saying like if the norm was that women would stay at home with the kids and the husbands would go out to work, right? Number one, because you've essentially cut your workforce in half without getting too much into the numbers, right? Because it's more like 75% or whatever, or like 25. I don't I don't know how the numbers would work. I'd have to do the math. But essentially, you know, you've cut the, the labor force. So now labor is worth more because if only men are working, they could demand higher wages. And then you've also got these women who are now staying at home with their kids. They're being happier. So I'm kind of wondering, is part of this because of the sexual revolution and we we kind of forced women into the workforce? I'm kind of curious. Um, I don't know. You think it's because like maternity leave or something like that? No, I, I so a lot of these people I know they they on the anti work. I've noticed this. So I was going through it, and they, they're very anti conservative here, or they're very like they don't like the conservative talking points. This that, but I think they miss the point of conservatism, which is that conservatives don't believe that work should be the end-all be-all. We believe that family is the end-all be-all. And as such, we weren't bananas about sending women to work at the factory because we we recognize the value in having like kids grow up with their parents. Like I saw a picture of someone who built a crib next to their desk so they could take care of their kid while they're working. And they're like, well, why don't we just have universal uh, toddler, like uh, what's it called? Um, daycare. Preschool, daycare. Preschool, universal yeah. daycare. Preschool, yeah. And it's just like, well, why are you working? Go be home with your kid. Don't work. Don't waste my time, right? Well, inflation's making it harder for men to be the breadwinners, which is you – know. So you're right. So if this started in 2020, you'd be 100% right. But the reality is this started in the 60s. So this is a yeah, long-standing problem. We're, this is this is a problem that's coming home to roost now. But we're running out of time here to talk about this. So let's go on to the next topic. Um, we And by the way, just letting you guys know, if you have anything to add to this discussion, feel free to comment in the YouTube comment section or to message us on Instagram. Um, you could do that. That's a great way to do it. So um, at the risk of cutting this topic short. Or you could send a note via owl or pigeon and we'll get it also. <laughs> that That is true. We are open to carrier pigeons. <laughs> or if you have one of those messenger hawks from Avatar The Last Airbender, that's also acceptable. In fact, preferable to a messenger owl. I like, <laughs> I like messenger hawks. Uh, but anyways, so let's go on to the next topic because I do want to talk about those things. So do you guys know who West Elm Caleb is? Um, I read uh, some articles about it. Interesting stuff. Oh yeah, I re- um, yeah, I read a little bit about him. So, but I, I've never was was he famous before, or is he just famous now? No, he's just famous now because he got canceled. Yeah, I mean, if he's if, if he's not famous, then what is there to cancel? <laughs> so that's the thing. This is, I think, the first. I don't want to say the first because I'm sure there were like regular people who got canceled. I think there was this one guy who was on a game show and he got like really popular with like the ladies because he said something very, you know, kind of woke. 
and then it turns out that like he wasn't as woke as people thought so they kind of canceled him so they built him up and then they tore him down but i think this is some guy this is i think the first time a guy just straight up got canceled he he never was famous he just got canceled well it also wasn't intentional yeah it's well none i don't think the other guy was intentional I'm sure there were like regular people who got canceled, but this is the first time. Whatever. So getting to the story. Right. So uh, this topic is important for several reasons, but let's get, let's start with the story. So there's this guy, there's this guy, West Elm Caleb, who is, lives in the New York area. He's on these dating apps and whatever he's dating, whatever. And so fast forward to like, I think last week or two weeks ago, whatever, there's this girl on TikToks talking about this guy who name whose name was Caleb ghosted her right and she's complaining on TikTok as you know these people tend to do and so there were a bunch of ladies who responded to her TikTok video saying oh is this West Elm Caleb apparently this guy had built a name for himself romancing and dumping women but like he didn't even meet them which doesn't make sense to me it's like why I don't see the the joy of you know, wooing these women by messaging them and video chatting, never meeting them and then ghosting them. Right. But like, it's okay, for the, well, what did you gain from that? So, so I don't get it either, but as someone who has been ghosted in the past before by women <laughs> who I never met in person, I could tell you that uh, there, it doesn't need to have a purpose. It could just be, he lost interest faster than he met up with them, but apparently he did meet up with some of these women. So like, I'm not going to, say that he was probably just serially dating. He was probably just on the dating app, just swiping right, 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 right. And he messaged a bunch of women and there were a bunch of women that he didn't like. So he just cut off relations. And uh, I don't know. Yeah. So anyways, they were complaining about uh, him and then they started, uh, you know, harassing him online and telling his business that they should fire him, um, this and that. Yeah, that's nuts. I just want to point out, like, imagine being such... (laughs) Yeah, man, like, I don't think I've ever demanded that a business fire a girl because she ghosted me. Like, you know. Yeah. Like, I've said bad things about it. That's just petty. (laughs) It's very petty. Like, why why ruin someone's career over the crime of, you know, bad communication? Because nowadays you can. I know, because you can. It's Because people are just petty these days. I don't know how else to put it. It's very petty. That's that's the re- that's the reality though. And like I said, you know, if I had a nickel for every woman who ghosted me, I would be rich enough to buy a mail in order bride from, you know, Eastern <laughs> Europe. So I don't know I don't know what these women are talking about. It's like, oh my god, he ghosted me. Like, okay, so move on. Like Yeah. Like literally no one cries when I get ghosted by a woman. Not a single person. I promise you. Like we're, we're, even my parents who love me very much, they do not cry when I get ghosted by a woman. We're in the, yeah. we're in the age of Tinder. Just swipe to the next guy. That's it. Exactly. And so that that's what that's what drives me bananas about this topic. It's that it's like it's the, the lack of self-awareness by these women. It's like even if these women make a point not to ghost people, which I doubt they do, but let's say they do for the sake of discussion. Do you know how many women ghost men? Do they sit there and tell women not to ghost men? Do they sit there and tell women like, hey, listen, if you're going to hypocrisy is insane, the hypocrisy is insane. And and that's what's crazy about modern dating and dating apps specifically. That's why I don't use dating apps. Dating, Dating apps are terrible. I watched the TikTok video and the one thing that really pissed me off, she's like, oh, we need a section in these apps to leave reviews on people's bio. 
like just for men. And I'm thinking to myself, like, what about women? Like, you know, men aren't the only assholes in this world, okay? There are many bitches out there. I mean, come on. But also, like, I don't agree with the concept of having ratings for people because the reality is, is that number one, dating changes people, right? Like if you're seriously dating, right? It will change you. You will mess up and you will learn what to do for next time. But imagine if instead of just learning and being better for next time, you go and you have this rating now, right? So essentially women are allowed to say like, oh, this guy's a one, right? A one out of five stars, right? Well, then you can't break out of that because other women are going to see like, oh, he's rated one out of five stars. I'm not going to date him. And then you've essentially defeated the purpose of the dating app. The point of the dating app is that you you shoot, you shoot like blanks into the air. You see what you see what sticks, right? Forgive the. Well, and, and part of, and part of love is you love the person despite their flaws not you know yeah imagine treating a person like a like a restaurant like ah he's fine but you know the the spaghetti and meatballs could use some work three out of five stars like like what the hell is that (laughs) (laughs) it's like it's not a restaurant he's a dude (laughs) (laughs) but uh yako do you have anything uh to add to this yeah it's just kind of crazy to me that like like we're like this guy is being canceled and i'm like I'm pretty sure half of the women who are trying to cancel him have also ghosted dudes in the past. I don't know, it's just kind of crazy. I, this is why I just, I don't know, I've never been on any of these dating apps, and this just like reinforces that decision. It just seems so shallow to me. It's just like, well, first of all, you're just boiling someone down to like a picture and maybe a few sentences about themselves. Like that's it. And you know, I'm all for like, I'm all for like going on blind dates or whatever. Like I do that like a lot but it's just like i don't know just the whole nature of it is just so shallow well blind dates would be better than this because blind dates you're you're literally going in blind you're not judging them based on anything but here you're judging them purely based on like not even the way they look the way the picture displays so it's not even the real them right yeah i remember hearing about an app that specifically blurred out your picture and then when and you matched with them based off their personality, but then as you you spoke with them longer and longer, it revealed slowly like their picture like became more clear. I'm thinking to myself, so you're talking to this person, and you know all of a sudden uh, you're ghosted as your picture becomes more clear. But I think that also <laughs> ignores like a, an app like that would would simply ignore the the asymmetry when it comes to dating. Like I think we can all agree that men care more about how women look than women care how men look. I think we can all agree. You're definitely right. I mean, it is a factor, but it's not a deal breaker. Exactly. So it, the problem would be like, imagine if you did that for women, like imagine an app where you blurred out the woman's face. A lot of men would be like, well, I'm not interested in, in interacting with a woman who I don't even know what she looks like because looks are important to me. So they would be like just not interested in this app. And then you have a date, then you a date, you have an application full of women who are just not, um, who are not getting any matches because there's no men there. So a lot of these apps, they don't recognize the differences. That's why my personal philosophy is if it's a dating app, I don't use it. And if it's not a dating app, you can use it for dating. That's like my, my philosophy. <laughs> How does that even work? Well, basically it, well, well, basically don't use JSwipe, don't use Tinder, don't use Hinge, right? Because those are for dating. So yeah. the demographic on a dating app are people who are looking for a date, right? But on Facebook, you have people who are looking for a date. You have people who are not looking for a date. You have people who 
uh, are are in a relationship. But you know, as as they say in you know, as they say in English, just because there's a goalie doesn't mean you can't score, right? So, <laughs> so no, but like. What that means is that, like, you know, just because a girl's in a quote-unquote relationship... She's not married yet. <laughs> no, that's the point. Like, if she's just dating, then you, you still can go in there if she's not so happy. If, you know, if you think you can do better, like, why not? Um, you got all these people, so it's much better for dating. And you don't have, like, people, like, like coming in with, like, this idea of what they want. You know, just let stuff happen. And that's what we... I know we spoke about this a couple of months ago, Rody, but we spoke about the kind of the brilliance of meet you and how like the concept kind of works, not like not in practice because it has other problems, but at least the concept well, where explain it <clears throat> for people who don't know what it is. So during 2020, there were a lot of Facebook groups that opened up for people who were looking for dates. And the brilliance of the concept is that you have this not dating app that's being used for dating purposes. So basically it's, it's really just a virtual playground for people to interact with each other. And then, you know, if someone makes a post about, I don't know, favorite Disney movies, you know, just to be basic, right? Favorite Disney movie. And then people comment and then they go, oh, this is my favorite Disney movie. And this is my favorite. And then like people kind of, oh, I, I, I like this person. They look uh, cute. And so, you know, they kind of meet up and and that's kind of the brilliance of it. Whereas a dating app, they're, you know, if you if you try to, if you go out of your way to date, it becomes unnatural, unromantic. It and then you don't forced. want to do it. Yeah, it's forced. And there's nothing worse than forced romance. You know, like that's just the worst. Yeah. But, um, Yaakov, you have anything to add to that? Um, I was in a couple of those groups where people were like, like in the 2020, you know, Corona groups where people were posting, like, you know, looking for a date, whatever. Um, but they're like, people were like very sincere. Like they were just very open about what they wanted. And I don't know, it's kind of refreshing to be honest. It like, everyone was there for like a long term relationship, not just like, oh, a quick hookup, like, oh, do you live in? my neighborhood like let's just look up no it's no they were looking for something like serious so that like you know you know it kind of showed me like people are like looking for something serious so yeah. and li listen i'm not gonna poo poo on someone looking for something serious right like like obviously i think that's as a conservative i i don't want people looking for hookups i want people looking for things that are serious that are meaningful that are that are long term but at the same time there, there is a method to it. And I, I feel that if you say like, oh, I'm, if you like, I think, I think how it works in dating is that, yes, people should implicitly understand that you're looking for something serious. No one wants to be like the town bicycle for the rest of their life. But, you know, if you say it like, oh, my name is uh, Yaakov and I'm looking for a serious relationship and I want to get married and have babies forever and ever and ever until I die. Like, you're not going to get any results because it just, it, it, it's not natural. You don't want to say it that way, right? There's a way to do things, right? No, for sure. I get that. But Yes. So I think that's why like some of these groups, like the more serious ones, they didn't get any traction in my opinion. Not like Michu because Michu was just more focused on being like a social kind of hangout. And then people had the option to kind of do what they wanted with it. There were people in there who weren't looking for a date. But then, hmm, you know, perhaps the right person comes along. Now they're interested in a date with that person, right? Uh, yeah. Whereas, I mean, whereas like, like – Ideally, yeah, like meeting someone in person and or asking them out, like that's definitely the most ideal. But like, obviously, due to circumstances beyond our control, that wasn't possible for a while. So. No, 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 I'm not. I'm not saying that's wrong. I'm just saying, like, looking back, right? Looking back, what did we learn from 2020? Right. Well, that's one of the things I learned that, like, if you try to if you try to make dating very clinical, it doesn't work. You know, um, 
but yeah. So anyways, we do want to get to the next topic, but we wish Caleb the best of luck. We know he's kind of a cad, but no one deserves to be canceled for something like this. Like, come on, guys. Yeah, come on, ladies. I, like, you've, be, you've done crap. <laughs> yeah, come on. Come on, ladies. You've, you've pulled crap like this, too. We, we, I mean, everyone if, forgets about the – like, all these scandals happen, and like oh, and then like a week later, everyone forgets about it, so – it's gonna blow yeah, I'm sure. Quickly. I'm sure he'll be fine. I'm sure he'll be fine. And especially uh, he's since he's than... not like a super. It's not like he's an actor or something with a bunch of movies or a musician or something. He's just like an average dude. Yeah, just lay a little low. And hey, if, uh, just in case he's listening, on the off chance he's listening, you're more than welcome to join us on the podcast. Tell us what happened. <laughs> you know, just present your side of the story. I'm not gonna say you're a good person, but you know that doesn't <laughs> stop me. You know, we'll have anyone on at this point. You know. Uh, anyways, well, I'm so... sure he what he was doing was wrong, but. But it's I mean, not any more yeah. wrong than anyone else is doing. And and yeah, these ladies certainly yeah, don't have a exactly. leg to stand on. I'm almost positive that they've ghosted people in the past. So I don't want to hear about it from these people. Exactly. Um, you know. Anyways. Yeah, anyways. So before we go on to the third topic, uh, I do want to make a little tangent. Before the podcast last Thursday, we did ask people if they had any questions. Because they knew that you're a personal trainer. And so we mm-hmm. wanted to see if there's anyone with any personal or any kind of questions so we yeah. said any questions you have for yakov and we did get a question uh from i i underscore karamba 416 we got how do you grow your calves and so before yakov answers this question i want to tell an anecdote from my childhood i had a friend in high school i don't know what he's up to now but uh he he was not like a big workout guy um, but he had this weird thing where he always walked on his, on his toes. He didn't just walk flat footed and he had incredible calves, like incredible. So, you know, maybe that works for you. Like you've noticed, you, like you can tell if a girl walks around in high heels a lot because she has incredible calves. And so like, that's, that's kind of like what I would say. Just like maybe take like an hour a day, walk around on your toes. <laughs> I mean, I was, I was going to say, well, if you want to grow your, your calf, just, you know, give it some grass and. Yeah. Some milk. Brody, <laughs> the door is that way. The door is that way. Just get just get out. Come on, man. That was so like all the dad Ooh. jokes are so bad. So bad. Oh my god. All right. Well, yeah, to to answer the question, um, first of all, that's actually a really brilliant method that you just talked about from your childhood friends. So I might be adopting that pretty soon. <laughs> but um my but but yeah, just lots of calf raises. For me, my leg muscles are like my weakest link like they're just like the hardest ones for me to grow so i just have to do a lot more sets and repetitions of each of each leg exercise i do so yeah just lots of uh of uh lunges and calf raises especially if you have like a staircase you can stand on the edge of and do the calf raises on that'll really help um do it uh, make sure to perform the exercise like slow and controlled like where you make each repetition uh, count and not like rapidly do it and yeah i hope that that helps and of course like nutrition wise uh you know make sure you're getting enough protein and all that so yeah i always see marathon runners have really big calves yeah um so I feel like running would also do it yeah i guess running a lot could also really help oh, all right Maybe. I don't know. you're the expert yeah this <laughs> yeah. is his job you know we brought him on to answer these like, questions i'm just not like a huge runner to be honest so like i don't know the what muscles grow from uh, constantly running, but I'll have to look into that though. 
Yeah, well, as someone who is allergic to cardio, um, I think <laughs> I'm going to have to cut out the whole running thing. Um, but if, if running works for you, that's great. But yeah, but we brought Yakov on to answer these questions professionally. So there you got your answer. Uh, just, you know, work out and we'll see about the, the walking on your tippy toes. Maybe if you walk on your tippy toes up and down the stairs, you'll do really well for yourself. Or just have great genetics. Oh, yeah, that's good. That's, that's great. Yeah, genetics are, are a factor. It doesn't tell the whole story, but genetics are definitely a factor for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways, so now that we got your resident uh, workout guru. advice, <laughs> what? Yeah, we got your fitness guru, resident fitness guru answer to <laughs> your questions. Um, let's talk about our third topic. And I think Yaakov's going to have a lot to talk about. Um, so the third topic is fat phobia and the right wing gym bro. So I have a lot of. A lot of opinions on it, but <laughs> I'm sure you do. I'm sure you yeah. do. Um, if if we one time went to dinner, and uh, you want to talk about that, just to preface the discussion. Remember when we went to dinner with that girl? Oh yeah. We well, I don't know dinner, about this, so I want to hear about it. Yeah, exactly. There was this girl. She seemed nice, but she was like, "Yeah, just some people like their genetics just don't allow them to lose fat and all at all." And I didn't want to like start a big, you know, argument or like cause chaos so i just kind of kept it to myself and i was just like wow that's just a really terrible message to first of all it's not true second of all that's a terrible message to tell people like oh you can't lose weight like just give up then <laughs> so yeah i kind of kind of kept my anger within but uh did you get I, triggered I, did you get triggered I, I do was, you need to I save space very, i was very triggered i i <laughs> I needed a safe space. Yes, <laughs> this feels like very like 2015 internet to talk about triggered and safe spaces. Yeah, jokes kind of played out. So, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, listen, you know, if I can, if I can be late on the bandwagon, so I can finally <laughs> say these things, I'll, I'm glad to do it. Um, but yeah, so uh, Yaakov was nice enough to send us uh, an academic paper about the risks of fat phobia, not the risks of being a fat piece of shit, the risks of fat phobia. And I thought like, just to, we, we keep on prefacing this discussion, but there's a lot of things that we need to say before we talk about this thing. And it's key to understand that we're not making fun of fat people. Like that's not what we're here to do. Like I'm fat. Um, yeah, I know lots like, of fat people. Did like, you just agree with me when I said I'm fat? No, I was just about to, well, yes, but I was about to add <laughs> <laughs> okay basically i do not condone or support fat shaming in fact i think it's just a really terrible thing it's not going well, to like what kind of fat are we talking about sorry what like are we talking about like what kind like what level of fatness are we talking about you know are we talking about you know again there's a difference between like you know like you know, a little overweight, a little chunky. And then there's just like straight up obese, you know? Like if you can't move, like if you can't move, like maybe like there are people yeah. who literally like they're 400 pounds, they're, they're, they're bedridden, like literally like all the funny memes about like, you know, needing to lift like Peter Griffin out of his house by a crane. <laughs> like, yeah. like there are people like that. And I think, Unfortunately, you know, yeah, it's really, I mean, that's obviously not the majority, but yeah, of course. it's just like really sad, but um, yeah. But like, making fun of them or shaming them, it's not going to motivate them to, to, you know, get up off their ass and work out. In fact, it's probably going to make it worse. If anything, they'll probably, they, they, I mean, it depends on the person, to be honest. There are some people who are motivated by shame. There are some people who are motivated, like yes, not, but that, that's definitely a minority. Like, uh, for example, Mike Tyson got super overweight 
and people started calling him fat. He was like, I'll show them. And he got like ripped again. That's great. But like, uh, not everyone's Mike Tyson and he used to be in great shape. So it's not like, you know, he knows he can reach that. But for someone who's like never been in shape before, they really think that like, that's the rest of their life. And I, I can tell you just like from the clients I've had, the people I've interviewed for, you know, who joined my program, they, they, they already feel like terrible about themselves. Like you don't need to like pile it on. It's just, they already have like super low self-esteem. I know there's like the funny, like fat, like super overweight person who like acts obnoxious and like that we see like online you know what i mean gabriel iglesias rebel what's what's her name rebel wilson who whose job i think it was until recently to be like the funny fat friend in like the group of girls i'm like yeah yeah i I mean i know those people exist but like just like most fat people i know or people who are just like struggling with their weight they're so nice because they like they're just like really kind to be honest because like no, I mean, this seems to be more of like mino- minority of of people that are complaining about this. Yeah, no, it's like definitely a minority. Right, but, uh, right, but let's let's keep it on the topic because I just want to make the disclaimer before we continue with the discussion. Mm-hmm. And I think what Yaakov's getting to, and correct me if I'm wrong, but the the goal is the the goal about this topic isn't to say you're a fat person, you you're terrible because you eat too much pizza. Like, no, 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 that's not what it is. Yeah. Um, my opinion has always been like, I don't, I don't. People who work on my on themselves, they get respect. I don't make fun of them um, yeah. because like, it's just if you're if you're overweight and you're trying to improve your health, I'm like I'll stand behind you and cheer you on the whole way. Exactly. Like there, there's no reason to laugh at anyone, and yeah. even if they're not, like you, you know, most people, like I think some people are motivated by a little shame, and I think I think a little shame in the culture, not like shaming individuals, but making like I think we have a lack of shame in the culture, and I think. Like once we're done talking about it, you'll understand what I mean, and maybe you'll agree with me. Maybe, maybe you won't, but I certainly don't think like it's anyone's job to go and and police individual fat people. That's certainly not what we're saying. The problem with fat phobia is the concept that you know because people are fat and they might feel bad about it, therefore we can't talk about the legitimate health risks of being overweight, and we can't talk well, about what's even what's even worse is they say, oh, you know, it's a good thing, not even it's a bad thing. Plus. Plus, they'll skinny shame. Like, for example, I remember when Adele lost weight. Like, I remember, you know, the famous singer, she lost a lot of weight. And, you know, that's great for her. And they were telling her, wow, you're you're a terrible person. Because, oh, you yeah, know, I remember that. I love yeah. your body and stuff. And I thought that was terrible. It's like, you know, you should be happy for people who try to lose weight. No, yeah. for sure. But what, what I'm trying to say here, just like. So like, cause I, I want to say this and, you know, and then we'll get onto the topic. We'll discuss everything. The, the, the topic here is today about like how number one, there are people trying to make it so that we can't discuss weight in an honest fashion. They're trying to say like, if you discuss weight in any sort of way, you're somehow shaming people. Um, and then there's also like, just going a little further, they're saying like, oh, if you go to the gym, you're somehow this right wing ideologue who like. Like the left is trying to make the right own people who go to the gym. It's like it's yeah. fine for me because you know if if people who go to the gym are my friends, like that's great. You know, I I want to be associated with the people who go to the gym. You know, well it would also motivate you to go to the gym. I mean, listen, if my friends be. actually went to the gym, I'd probably go to the gym. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, but like no, but what I mean is is that like it's not just that we have to be nice to people; it's that we're being asked to lie about the health 
risks of being yeah. fat and we're being asked to we're being asked to pretend that like if a woman is 500 pounds overweight and she's on the cover of like Vogue magazine we have to pretend like she's the most beautiful woman I've ever seen but also like there also goes by preferences I, there was a TikTok video of a woman talking about preferences and she's saying like oh well if you're not attracted to a, a fat person that's fat phobia that's I'm like really no first of all I can't help who I'm attracted to but that doesn't if I'm not attracted to a black woman that doesn't make me racist or if I'm not attracted to a fat person that doesn't make me fat phobic it's just not who I'm attracted to I'm sorry yeah like <laughs> no no for sure but anyways so let's talk about you know the uh, the fact that that there was that I saw this academic paper kind of justifying the premises of the fat phobia people, right? Mm-hmm. And by the fat phobia people, I mean the people who are saying like, not only is it okay to be fat, that if you if you say it's not okay to be fat, you're somehow discriminating against fat people. Yeah. You know, I think there's a whole academic paper that scares the crap out of me. Number one, because just as a matter of principle, like I, I fundamentally look at it as offensive. And I know like Luke's offended, like who cares? But there's this like – Fat people or the the fat activists, they want to put themselves in the same group as people who have immutable characteristics. Like, like imagine some black guy in you know who's chattel slavery because of the color of his skin, and now he's being told that like, oh, that he's the same thing as some guy who just refuses to put down a pizza. You know, like that that's just insane to me. Like, yeah. Also, I've noticed most. I don't know if this is like related at all, but I've noticed most of the fat activists are women. It's it's usually women. Yeah. Right, like, because I think it's never men. You know what it is? You know what it is? I think it's because we in our culture we have a we have a policy where we don't comment on women's weight. Men's weight is okay to comment on, right? But you can make fun of fat guys, but you can't make fun of fat girls. Right. And so but so they they've mixed so they've gotten mixed up and they think that because we won't make fun of them, therefore it's not shameful, but the reality is is that it's even more dangerous because, you know, Women are valued by men partly for their looks, right? I think men much less are valued for their looks. Yeah, ugly guys, ugly guys can get with hot girls, but it doesn't work the other way around. Typically, typically, um, I've seen some horrible examples of the other, but you know, yeah. But uh, you know, the the reality is is that telling these women that it's okay to be fat, like healthy at every size, number one, it's just not true. And then you're you're forcing guys to be like, well. I don't want to go out with you because you're like 300 pounds of weight. I'm, I'm afraid you're going to crush me. Right? <laughs> but, no, I – it's just like like, – like, but I can't even say that Like, because like if a girl would say like I'm not going out with you because you're too fat. I like you know guys who are fit. You know, I'd probably be like, you know what? She's got a point. I'm a fat piece of shit. You know, I should probably work on myself or I should probably lower my standards. But God forbid I ever tell a woman that she's too fat for me. Like God forbid. Like I would never hear the end of it. I would be run out of town. I wouldn't ever be. I would. I would basically have to move to a mountain and become a hermit because I dared tell a woman that she's too fat. That's why I just like you know I don't like you, you don't talk about weight. But I think that's why you that phenomenon exists because I think women live in an alternate reality where their weight doesn't matter because we don't say it matters, so therefore it doesn't matter, right? It reminds me of that one question that women ask that no matter what you answer, you know. It's the wrong answer. It's always the wrong like, answer. Oh, this, Don't ever. Does this dress make me look fat? And you're you're like, no. Like, oh, you're just lying. And, <laughs> and then, like, no matter what you say, is offensive. So, just, so, so the best solution is to not get a girlfriend, and to just never answer that question. Like, if if she asks that question, you know, you know what? Even better, if she asks if the dress makes her look fat, you say yes. 
And then if she gets upset at you, you say, well, what did you want me to say? If I would have said no, you would have been like, no, you're lying. You're fishing for a compliment here. You know if you're, you know that I can't comment on your weight, so don't ask me to, right? Mm-hmm. So that's that's the proper answer. Like just w- walk right into it, you know. Um, but yeah, and, and that's crazy to me. Like, I, and I, I don't see the advantage in telling fat people that like they can't work on themselves. Like, you know, I don't I don't see the purpose of it's, that. It's it's the yeah. it's the lying that's I think the problem. It's that they're lying to themselves. They're not only lying to themselves. It. They're now forcing me to lie to them. There's like not only just not to bring it up, but to lie to them. I now have to look at a Vogue magazine with like one of these fat models in it and be like, oh yeah, she's very beautiful. Yeah, she has like twenty tattoos, and I can see the rolls on her. But yeah, like she's beautiful. Like it would be like if you were like a smoker and saying like, oh, you know, you know, I don't have cancer from smoking, so it must be healthy for me. It's like, no, you just haven't died yet. <laughs> it's like it ha- you just haven't gotten it yet. To be fair, to be fair, if you smoke for 100 years, you'll live a very long life. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair. <laughs> yeah. But if I could just add, for someone who's like overweight and they like for a lot of them, food is like comfort for them. Like they're dealing with either yeah. you know, trauma or i mean not everyone i'm being gen- very general here but some but a lot of them are like dealing, dealing with trauma or these other like emotional issues that they just like don't know how to handle it's an addiction so they, yeah they turn to food um and they just don't know how to get out of it so like i know i know it's like very easy to look at fat people and be like oh it's i mean it, it's just like very easy to like victim blame but like Reality is they're they're just dealing with like some really heavy stuff. Right, one hundred percent. I I agree with you, one hundred percent. Yeah, we're not saying that you know majority of people who are overweight are probably not like they probably recognize it's not good to be fat. I think most people they know they know they're they're not in a good position. Like I, I've I've talked to so many guys who are just like I really want to like get rid of this, and I'm like and. You know, they they just want to feel good about themselves. That's just what they want at the end of the day. Um, I know, like, I mean, I know, like, some people, some people think, like, oh, fitness is just like, it's just like to look better. It's like just a visual thing, like, and that by itself, like, would be kind of shallow. But I mean, actually, I don't personally, I don't think that's actually shallow. I think that's a totally valid. I actually, d- I, I will, I will justify the other side. I will say that it is not shallow because yeah, no, if but, uh, but putting that aside. It's also like for me when I got in shape, it was like the mental clarity I gained. I gained like self control over like I, I gained like emotional awareness and like all these other things that came from like. I mean, part of it was just like I I did this really hard thing that my whole life like I was a fat kid growing up, so my whole life uh, I thought like oh, I was always going to be like the fat guy, the chunky dude, um, but then suddenly I'm like you know, I got in shape and I got rid of it. And it just kind of like, I was like, wow, like what else have I been telling myself that I can't do? Um, And that kind of led me to, you know, starting my own business and stuff. So it really snowballed into like becoming the best version of myself. If you, I've, I've noticed a lot of fitness people were like overweight at some point. Yeah. So like, we know, we know what it's like. We know what the beginning's like. That's why I became a trainer. Cause like the beginning of getting in shape, is the hardest damn thing about it because you there's so much like misinformation out there uh people don't know where to begin they don't have accountability so that's why i became a trainer so i get help people through this beginning phase and get them to a point where they they know how to take care of themselves what law of physics is it i think it's the second law of newtonian physics an object at rest stays at rest like you hit the nail on the head it's like 
the the hardest part is starting. Like once you get the ball oh, rolling, absolutely. it's yeah. much easier. Like it, that's just the reality. Um, like yeah, you you may have the motivation at the beginning, and and that's like it's helpful, but you really need it because otherwise, like you don't see any results at the beginning. Like For you sure. feel like an idiot when you go to the gym and you got all these like big buff guys, like they've been working out obviously for years and oh, you yeah, feel it's like intimidating. Yeah. I had a, I had a client a couple years ago who asked like, could we meet like at my apartment? Like, I really don't feel comfortable going to a gym. And I, I, I totally understood. I mean, it was like kind of annoying to me to get to his place, but like, I was, I was like, I was totally understanding that like, you know, beginning when you walk in, when you walk into the gym, you just see all these guys who like, they know, it looks like they know what they're doing. It's intimidating, but uh, I don't know, to anyone listening to this who's in that situation where they're afraid to go to the gym, every single guy there who you see in shape was once a beginner in your exact situation. They just decided to show up every day and not give a rat's ass what, what anyone else thought of I actually like my experience going to gyms like I've I've lost weight before not like drastically but I've gotten to the point where I was like more in shape than I was um like to the point where I was going to the gym for like 4 or 5 months like 6 months and I was seeing results and I remember like the guys who are like ripped and they're like they know what they're doing at the gym they're so happy to help like they like cuz they typically they're they're like you in many ways they see the guy who's struggling at the beginning and they're like oh yeah i was once that fat kid i'm going to help that guy yeah. out yeah oh yeah whenever i see someone who i can see is like a beginner i always go up and introduce myself and be like hey if you need help with anything let me know cuz like like i said cuz like that could be the difference between that person showing up the next day or just quitting it could it, just like exactly yeah don't never underestimate it, like a genuine act, like kind gesture to someone yeah i i agree i think that when i think people have this impression about people who are like strong and whatever and that they're kind of jerks because like we're told in the tv shows that like all the bullies were like these ripped like teenagers were like going to the gym all the time they were picking on nerds the reality is is that the people who who get there they understand the value in hard work they understand yeah. the value in camaraderie because they're typically on sports teams. So they need to have like some sort of like camaraderie. So they understand what it means to be in a brotherhood. And they're, they're people who, who, who empathize because they, they like see the poor guys like trying to lift, you know, a certain amount of weights and they, and they see like that he's being intimidated. I think me personally, I've always found like, I guess I'm kind of like one of these people that gets motivated by like seeing other people doing things and like doing yeah, well. Sure. Yeah. And so like when I go to the gym, like I'm like in my zone and I'll talk to the trainers and I'll be like, yeah, no, can you help me out? Can you spot me this, that? And they're typically happy to help if they're not doing like their own thing. Like obviously people are there to work on themselves. So, you know, don't bother them too much. But at the same time, like if they, they can help, they will. And I, I've noticed that yeah. like, gym bros are some of my favorite people, which is gym why it bothers me. <laughs> gym bros are the best. Like, I don't know what the hate is with gym bros. I love gym bros. <laughs> so, my, so my, my question is, and this is why this is so dangerous, the politicization of basic health. Like you've got – on the one hand, you've got the, the left. They're talking about like transgenderism. So it, it's healthy. Like the person a minute – the minute a person says like, oh, I may not identify with the gender I was born with. They're going to put you on hormones and cut you up, right? But they're not going to talk about like you know, maybe going to the gym. Like maybe a lot of – maybe I'm, I'm sure – like have you ever seen like how many of these like transgender people – like they're also overweight. They're also like they have like short haircuts. They're not in good places emotionally. And I have to wonder, like, how many of these people would like cut the transgender nonsense immediately 
if like they just felt good about themselves and their bodies and they were like working out and they got like the the dopamine and they were just happier. Like I have to wonder. Yeah. No, yeah, no, that's know. a good point. Um, yeah. But do you do you believe uh that people who go to the gym tend to be more right wing? I mean, there's certain right wing principles I would say that like line up with uh with going to the gym, like being like you really have to work for it. Like you can't uh they can't redistribute like, muscles via government program. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> like if you see someone in shape, that dude is disciplined. He saw he he wanted something and he went no out. No pain, and got no gain. It, basically, like he didn't. It's true that like if you're, you know, if you have more money, you can like hire a trainer or get all these like fancy supplements and stuff, which are like actually really unnecessary. But but uh, you know, but even then, it's like. Like you can have the greatest trainer in the world, the best meal plans available. That means nothing if you don't show up and do the work. So, and that's just like what it boils down to—just showing up and yeah, doing what you're supposed yeah, to be doing. Right? Yeah, it's it's almost like the anti-work subreddit in in a sense. Like I agree with some of the problems that the anti-work sub uh, subreddit brings up, but ultimately a lot of it is excuses, right? And the the workout community is very much like you could either have a good body or you can have excuses, but you can't have both, right? Mm -hmm. Like, and I'm not even saying all the excuses are wrong. Like, there, there's been a lot of good excuses, you know, not to do certain things over the pandemic, right? Whatever it is. Mm -hmm. And they may be great excuses, but, you know, and it may not even be your fault, but the reality is, is you don't have the thing that you want, right? So from personal experience, you know, my, my excuse for not finishing college, quote unquote, is that I wasn't very good at Zoom classes and, uh, and I, you know, I kind of like was stuck in my house the entire time and it wasn't good for my mental health and whatever. And you know what? Those are all legitimate things. I'm not taking that away from myself. But at the same time, ultimately, that is an excuse and I don't have the degree, right? And so you, you can't like – you can't excuse your way – like there is no – like it's not like school where if you if you have a good enough excuse, the teacher will excuse your absence. Mm -hmm. Even if you have the greatest excuse in the world, you don't have the body you want. You don't have the goal, you know, and I think that's very conservative. That's a very right-wing thing. They want they want the – I mean the people who are posting these TikTok videos and YouTube videos who are really obese, like really obese, I think they just want the justification for being that way and not having the motivation. Exactly. To change their way exactly and so i'm gonna say something that yakov you can feel free to agree or disagree with i think when it comes to individuals right like obviously on an individual level shame may not be the best way to reach them but i think as the problem with i think fat phobia the the concept of fat phobia is really a creation of the fact that we as a society have no shame there's nothing that is too beneath us there is nothing that is too like you know i i think that's it because yeah. I, because here's the thing you know, in the United States, people don't smoke mm -hmm. like like they do smoke, but not to the degree that they do in Europe or in Israel or any other country. I think America and, and the reason why America got rid of it is because they shamed people into not smoking. Right. Yeah, I hear that. They sh like it's it's now shameful. Like you can't smoke like you can't smoke in bars. You can't smoke in movie theaters. You can't even smoke in bowling, at bowling alleys. I'm old enough to remember when the only casinos you're allowed to. What? Casinos, you're allowed to, but even now they're actually discussing possibly banning in a, in Atlantic City uh, smoking in casinos. Right, but casinos are but already are a place to. that are kind of shameful. So if like cigarettes are allowed there, like people would be like okay with that because already you're going there like to be kind of shameful and gamble. But like I'm old enough to remember when the only time I would smell smoke 
would be at a bowling alley. Like I remember the smell of bowling alley was the smell of chronic smoker. Right. And I, I kind of like, I didn't mind the smell. Right. Cause like it was part of the bowling alley experience, but whether you agree with it or not, the reality is that they sh- America shamed people out of smoking cigarettes. Right. And so I, I feel like on a societal level, if we said like, Hey, listen, maybe you shouldn't get that. Like, 17th mcdonald's hamburger today <laughs> like that like yeah like and i know this for myself like i know when i eat too much like afterwards i'm like oh maybe i shouldn't have eaten that maybe that wasn't okay you know like and i think if we had just a little bit more of that shame as a society at least in america i know in israel it's a little different uh like there's a lot less fat people in israel but i think it's also the lifestyle is different but i think in america specifically if, if people felt more shame about you know like having a donut for breakfast every morning and they felt yeah no to a to a degree i agree with you um i would say just like a lot of the like i said a lot of these people who are in like who are overweight they just a lot of them just don't know better and i get i get what you're saying like kind of not normalizing it but just like but it's like it's kind of like not to treat them with kid gloves but like it's kind of a delicate situation like you do want to like inspire them to get off the couch and like improve their life and a lot of them want to. They just don't know. Like I said, it's just like there's a lot of misinformation out there. There's a lot of confusing stuff, and they don't even know where to begin. So, um, some of it's also financial. Also, yeah, it's also financial. I mean, like, for, de- like a, a, yeah, a salad is a salad is more expensive than a hamburger for sure. At, at least in a... the non-kosher. Well, ones. the thing is, kosher ones are way more expensive. But but the, <laughs> but the thing is, is that people have to understand this. Yes, you're right. Maybe the price tag of a salad is a little more than the price tag of a candy bar. But if you buy the candy bar and you keep on buying the candy bar, your teeth will fall out and then you have to get dental care, right? And you yeah. have to pay for a trainer and you have to – like, yes, up front the salad costs more. But on the back end, the salad costs less. And pe- we need to start telling people like – And oh, I, have you know, to, I have to bring – whenever I interview people, I occasionally get someone who's like, like I want to. It's just a big investment. I'm like you either invest now in your health or you – pay for it later in the hospital like i'm kind of blown with well that. there's also well there's also i've heard there's also there's healthy fat and then there's non-healthy yeah fat. like so i said there's a lot chips, of misinformation chocolates. out there so like for example like if you're eating just a lot of meat well meat is not necessarily unhealthy it's just high in calories while if you're just eating chips Depends on donuts meat, yeah. and yeah it's there's just like a lot there's a lot to learn and like i said a lot of misinformation a lot of a lot of bad advice out there that's kind of floating around. I have to like debunk a lot of like fitness myths when I start out with someone who's never worked out before. Like, oh, I thought this food was bad for you. I thought there were, I thought I heard like fruit makes you fat and all these other like non this these like fruit? nonsense takes. So you've heard that one? Yeah, I've heard, I, I hear that occasionally. I even like fruit. Yeah, I, I had a guy who like, like an apple. He just, he just asked me for advice once. He's like. I eat fruit a lot of time. Is that making me fat? I'm like, no, it's not making you fat. No, nobody gets fat from eating apples. <laughs> I think it's important to, to kind of cap off the discussion by saying that fitness, like every other science, is an evolving science, as sciences are wont to do. And the things that we know about fitness now, they may not be true 20 years from now. So, like, the so I don't I don't want to claim to be the expert, but I think. You know, and Yaakov, you tell me if you agree or disagree. I think the important thing to understand about fitness is ultimately that number one, you need to want to do it. Number two, calorie deficit is key. 
And number three, like it's also about like living the active lifestyle. It's not just about going to the gym. It's about what do you do when you're not in the gym? Are you sitting on the couch playing Nintendo games? Are you going on hikes? Are you uh, going to play ball at the at the park? Whatever it is, it's about the lifestyle. You'll find that Israelis yeah, typically for are sure. Yeah, yeah, I, and it's totally agree with you. Yeah. So like, you know, you can get into the nitty gritties of the sciences and I'm sure that if I had the sources, I could show like this one and that one's healthy or not one, that one's not healthy, whatever it is. But ultimately you really just got to live a healthy lifestyle. For sure. And, you, uh, you, you, you have to want it basically. Yeah. That's the first step. So anyways, so we, we spoke a lot, but now we're running low on time. So I'm just going to have to ask you, Yaakov, where can we find you? Okay, you can find me on right here. Twitter, found on him. Instagram. What? What did you say? I was like, I found him. <laughs> <laughs> we we yeah. did find you. That's that is correct. Okay, we, well, we found you me. on the internet, so technically, you know. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. I, you can find me. You can find me on Instagram at Froom Fitness uh, for you know my fitness page, obviously. For my meme page, it's at the Turnt Jew. Um, I'm on Twitter and you can, even if you find my name on Facebook, you can, uh, you'll find me there also. So yeah, that's good. That's good. Excellent. So, um, yeah. Rody, is there anything else you want to say? Um, no, no, there's nothing else. I do want to say though, well, that's our show and please like the video, share it with your friends and subscribe to the channel. In addition, you can comment on the video and we might respond. Ooh, we might respond. We might respond. <laughs> Ooh, depending fine. depending if we like your comment and or um <laughs> how much money you pay us. <laughs> if you pay us money, we might respond. Yeah. In addition, we are available on your favorite podcast platforms. You can also follow us on Instagram at the right side of the compass. We hope you enjoyed this episode and we look forward to bringing you future content.